That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper. And if you have made it this far, you are that close to the money round. Going to get your title fixed. Don't worry. Sit back. Relax. I got my fantasy friends here to help it bring it home for you. It's time for TSS Fantasy. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Football players, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. There it is, indeed. Like I said, it is playoff time. Playoffs, playoff time here at TSS Fantasy. I hope you guys are excited. Glad you've made it this far. I don't know why I'd be watching if you hadn't, quite frankly. Let's get it started. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Well, they're watching because of our amazing analysis. Just us getting them to the playoffs, that's a little icing on the cake. You know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, it's playoff season. Boy, we've been hunting all year for these playoffs. And I'll tell you what, if you've been making it to your playoffs with guys like Jake Browning, Joe Flacco, Aiden O'Connell, and – Others, other backup quarterbacks, well then, golly, hats off to you. I've done it in a couple leagues myself. You truly are the MVPs because you've been working your ass off this year. But guys, TSS Fantasy, it's the show of shows. We're here. We're here. And also, if you've been doing it on Underdog, congratulations. I hope you make it to that million-dollar round. Oh, yeah. And if you, I would say, if you use the promo code TSS and you're really in there because we doubled that deposit up to $100. Look at, see, I can send it back our way. You're a millionaire. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little, it's okay, it's cool. Um, Yeah, so also don't forget, um, use the promo code for Jazz Sportsbook as well, um, TSS, because we will do a lot of great things, whatever promo they have this week, because there's so many I can't even remember. Um, Also, again, if you're looking for some championship bling, because we're in that championship fantasy time frame, go to Pro Am Belts. Uh, lots of great championship bling. Now, we're going to start off tonight real quick. I know way back in the summer, we did a little best ball draft, and we had some people around. It was sponsored by Pro Am Belts. And if you're wondering the results, well, here they are for the playoffs right now. Well, who's that in the number? Wait, who's that number one seat? Wait. Is it TSS, the number one seed? That's kind of strange how that worked. Um, Number two, give it to Tip Major from our Twitter spaces. Uh, He pulled in a great season. Um, Our our boy was the Foxy, the FN Sports uh, Show. He's at number three. Um, Dan Mater coming in at number four. Um, Our boy, Bandy, flexing on us. He's in at number five. They're in the first playoff matchup. And then our boy, Keith, uh, from Fantasy and Frames, he's actually in at number six. In the consolation bracket, 
our boy DJ Chuck Bass at number seven, Patriot Sports Radio at eight, the injured list at number nine, Hilo Sports at number 10, Sports Report Deb uh, at 11, and the law office is of the loser at number 12. We'll just keep that to ourselves, right, babe? All right, let's get things started. We got a medical professional in the house. He's back there. I can see him backstage. He's yawning. He's like, bro, I don't want you to talk about my fantasy team in that league. It was awful. Let's bring him in. We got injuries to talk about this week. Let's go. There he is, Brian Scott. Welcome into the studio, my friend. You had to bring it up. Uh, uh, you had to bring it up. Listen, first of all, what you're seeing is just a snapshot of what the entire year was. And for a majority of the season, I was up there in the top five. I got riddled with injuries the last few weeks. And that's the one thing that disappoints me the most is because that's where I'm supposed to separate myself from the group. And I failed. I failed miserably. So Playoffs. I'll take it. It's all good, Frank. <laughs> you know, it's a best ball league. So, you know, it's not that traditional. We weren't making pickups or drops. So it's all good, man. You know, whatever. Um, well, you, right. you got Hold on. You got to love the irony of the injured list getting the most <laughs> injured players. It's just. <laughs> it was only in the last few weeks, though. Like, it was literally just like two to last, the last two to three weeks. The irony of that league is that was the one I said, well, you know, I'm just going to homer this one up. So a lot of Miami Dolphins in that lineup, which is possibly why I got me up to that number one seed. That's for dang sure. All right. Well, Brian, it, it's week. It's week 15. Like I said, we're in the playoffs and we got some of our stars injured. Uh, help us out here. Who's going to be in? Who's out this weekend? Uh, well, there's there's a lot going on. Um, as the season has gone further along, the list has grown bigger. Uh, CJ Stroud is doubtful with his concussion. He has not been on the practice field all week. Uh, when you hear the term doubtful, that means 75% of the time players are not playing. And it doesn't look like he's in a clear concussion protocol. My guess is he will be out. Uh, Geno Smith should make his return from a groin injury officially listed as questionable, but got on the practice field today. Everything sounded promising. Uh, Pete Carroll sounded like he should be good to go. Um, as we know, Justin Herbert dealing with the finger out for the year. Kenny Pickett out after having ankle surgery, probably not going to see him back unless the Steelers can make a run here. Um, had a tightrope surgery, but still that's going to be at least a month to six weeks before he's ready to be cleared. Um, running back position, we know Josh Jacobs didn't play last night. Uh, Alexander Madison has already been ruled out. Brian Robinson has already been ruled out. Um, Devon Shane listed as questionable. Got a limited practice in today with some type of toe injury. Had two did not practices earlier this week. So this could be a true game time decision as the you know Dolphins play the Jets here, which is a big matchup, trying to get that number one seed. Um Packers, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are both banged up. A.J. Dillon has a fractured thumb, and he sustained it last week against Giants in the last series of the game. Now, he was seen at practice this week with a big splint on his finger, uh, on his hand, and the only issue with that is if he does play, he's going to need to have it protected, which could pose a problem with him handling the ball. 
On the flip side of that, Aaron Jones coming back from this MCL injury, and it sounds like he's going to probably be uh, I'm more optimistic that we see him before A.J. Dillon. So they both might get some limited action, but I'm more leaning toward Aaron Jones being the guy over A.J. Dillon for sure. Um, that's a tough injury to play with as a running back. Uh, Jerome Ford has been officially taken off the injury list with his wrist injury, so he should be suiting up, which is good. Um, Najee Harris dealing with this knee issue. Not quite sure what's going on with him. He's listed as questionable. Uh, I'm not even sure what the injury is, to be honest with you. He didn't practice earlier in the week. Um, I'm not sure if he actually got on the field today. It could have just been a precautionary rest day earlier this week when he didn't practice. We'll have to kind of see what happens with him. Could be a game-time decision. Um, at the wide receiver position, we know that Keenan Allen wasn't there last last night. I think that was more of a precautionary move doing, due to the shortened week that they had playing on a Thursday night. I think we should see him next week back in action. Doesn't sound like it was a serious injury to his heel. Um, big question mark, and this is huge for a lot of people with Tyreek Hill. Dealing with this ankle injury, it happened in the game. He came back later, about a quarter and a half after played. Definitely see it was affecting him. <clears throat> Again, they got a short week, so um, he didn't practice. I think he might have got on the field limited action today. He's going to be a true game time decision. Not really sure what to make of that. <clears throat> I think if he can go, he will. Knowing the importance of the game, he's a tough competitor, usually plays injured, can play through most stuff. He's a freak of an athlete. <clears throat> I mean, if anybody can play through this, it's him. We'll have to see. Um, Justin Jefferson will be playing. He's going to be officially listed as questionable, but he got some limited practices in this, this week. His injuries to his chest were not severe. Something catastrophic there, so we should see him. Um, on the flip side, Chris Olave dealing with this ankle issue. You know, he's been banged up the last few weeks. He had the flu. Um, he he's going to be a true game time decision, I think. Uh, as is Nico Collins dealing with this calf injury. Um, he's going to officially going to be listed as questionable. I'm hoping that they removed him from the game last week and more as a precautionary thing than anything, but um, it, he, he might have gotten a limited practice in today, but I still don't know if he's going to be ready to go on Sunday. It could be, like I said, true game time. Um, Marquise Brown dealing with some heel issue, questionable, did return to a limited practice today, but prior to that, he was two days of not practicing, and you would have thought coming off a of bye week that he would be available and ready to go, but it's now this thing's still nagging at him. Um, he was optimistic that he could be playing, so I'm kind of leaning toward that, but we'll have to see. Uh, Rashid's Shahid should be available coming off this calf, possible thigh injury, not sure. He returned to practice yesterday and was quoted saying that he feels good to go. Dontavian Wicks, dealing with a high ankle sprain, told reporters that his ankle is, quote, jacked up, end quote, so it doesn't sound like he's going to be ready, um, which is bad for them, but the, on the flip side, Christian Watson should be available next week the Packers, so I think um, he just kind of irritated or tweaked the hamstring issue that he was dealing with earlier in the year. Didn't sound like it was too serious. Taysen Hill officially off the injured report, as is Darren Waller, but it sounds like Darren Waller is going to get just some limited action as he makes his first return from this hamstring thing that's kept him on IR since week eight. Um, I think we'll see him in a limited role, but he will be available. Wow. Big old list for sure. Um, yeah, like I said, 
Uh, this is a big week for a lot of you, so make sure you're checking up. Wake up with us on Sunday, of course. We're going to give you the latest and greatest from Brian here as well. Um, the latest reports that we can get them as they come in um, and give you the best advantage going into your playoff matchup. Brian, where can we follow, subscribe, and get your great content when you're not on this wonderful show, sir? <laughs> well, when I'm not dealing with my own roster issues, I'll be giving some updates on Twitter at Pod. You can look at the website, theinjuredlist.com. Andrew Leduke and I of Fantasy Sports Corp put out our weekly special blog called Inside the Medical Tent, where we do some more injury analysis and roster management advice. And then, of course, the podcast. We've got a new episode dropping next week with the former curator of the Pro and College Football Hall of Fames, a gentleman by the name of Jeremy Switch. He's got some awesome stories he shares about dealing with athletes that are inducted into the Hall of Fame. So let's tune in for that. And then, of course, Fantasy Sports Car. You find me on TSS on Thursdays, I'm sorry, Fridays and Sundays, and uh, giving you your last minute updates. All right. We appreciate you, my brother. We will see you on Sunday for some updated information, which we will desperately need. Get your dancing shoes on, my friend, because it's time for the breakdown. Well, it's Friday night. We're feeling all right, and we're trying to get in those dang playoffs. So let's talk about last night real quick. Um, you know, listen, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because ain't no way in hell anyone started Easton Stick or, you know, Aiden O'Connell, like you mentioned before. I mean, I don't know. You'd have to take some cojones unless you're in a super flex starting Aiden O'Connell last night. Zamir White filled in nicely, by the way, for um, Josh Jacobs. Um, when he, uh, came in last night, he, um, you know, I don't know if he looked all looked amazing, but the, the volume is what mattered. 17 carries, 69 yards and a TD. He also had three receptions, 16 yards, but of course those three count big in PPR, eight receptions, 101 yards and a TD, um, for Devonta Adams. So that was a nice game, of course, for him as well. And Michael Mayer, Jacoby Myers, you know, filled in a little bit as well. It was just a beat down though it was basically like one of those games where you you know in this crux of a season where a team is struggling there's been questions about a coach and now they just gave up basically i mean that was what i saw last night any anything else you want to add about last night uh because i don't think we're going to see Aiden o'connell throw four tds next week are we uh no we're definitely not but you know, last night was just the, the culmination of a miserable season for the Chargers. And it ended the way we all knew it was going to end with Brandon Staley getting fired. And that was the little cherry on top. That was the one thing that the Chargers could maybe hit Pepperay about because it seemed like they just gave up on him. And you know what? I can't blame him for everything, but you can blame him for 49 points. That's guaranteed. So, um, yeah, I mean, last night was pretty pitiful, even though, you know, you check the stat sheets today and you're like, oh, Josh Palmer did okay. Mm -hmm. But Austin Eckler was just terrible at Easton Stick. Uh, yeah, you can stick that somewhere. <laughs> I don't want to see it anymore. And well, then, not, 
Not too bad, though, stat-wise. So, I mean, but he had a lot to make up for. But 257 and three TDs, though. I mean, so, hello. Yeah, how many interceptions came with that as well? So Well, it says he got one interception last night. So, I mean. I think it was the fumble on him as well. I think it might have been. But, yeah, you know, a tomato tomato for a guy coming in filling in for the you know justin herbert i mean an okay night though i mean 257 three tds i mean now get a game script though of course you're down fucking 60 something points you got to throw the ball right i mean so yeah yeah well you know you said um watch aiden o'connell he's probably not gonna throw four touchdowns i don't think easton sticks ever gonna have a night like that ever in his life again either (laughs) i agree um but, yeah, they lost Quentin Johnston as well in that game. It, it's just been so rough to be a Chargers guy right now. And Chargers fans don't really exist anyway, so I can't imagine that there's a lot parading around Los Angeles, San Diego area right now. So, yeah, it's just – it's and, you know, said Zamir Wright's okay, but, you know, Devontae Adams came back to life. All these things kind of happen. It's all hip, hip, hooray, but are you going to start him next week? And that's when it's really important. Are you going to continue to start him? So it's right. going to be tough. Yeah, if you had the cojones this week, congratulations. I doubt you have them next week, but you never know. All right, well, let's get to the breakdown because a little bit of a different breakdown this week. We got a few Saturday games. We got to kind of mix our Sunday show into our Saturday show here a little bit. Vikings at the Bengals to start things off. Now, let's talk about the weather here first. 51 degrees. Wind, six mile an hour. It says a chance of rain. Now, the series overall is tied seven to seven. Last time they played was in 2021. The Bengals won 27 to 24 in overtime. Um, The Bengals are favored by three over under is 40 and a half. So basically history tells you um, this is a close series, um, quite frankly. Now, we do have the issue, of course, and there's no Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins. So this is a new Vikings offense we're looking at this week. Fantasy-wise, however, um, from this season, Vikings against fantasy QBs are 15th. Running backs are second. Receivers are 20th. Tight ends 11th. Bengals 20, uh, excuse me, yeah, 21st against QBs. 17th against running backs. 23rd against receivers. Dead last against tight ends. What do you say, Justin? Guys you like and don't like, and who's your winner? Uh, Yeah, so I like both the receivers, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Plug them in. Anytime you get the opportunity, even with the injuries, you never want to give up on a big play like that. Um, as far as uh, TJ Hawkinson, like the play, Bengals have been terrible this year against tight ends. Big play tight ends have done them in this year. Nick Mullins, not one of the guys I am going to go out there and say start. You know, I know I'm saying start their weapons, but he's just one of those guys. I've seen him in San Francisco. He can put up a good game. He can also stink the place up completely. Uh, if I have a choice, it's not going to be Nick Mullins. On the other side, it's going to be Jake Browning all fucking day long. This guy has proven something. And I I love what they're doing right now. They're kind of bringing a little bit of that Cincinnati hope to it. And it's just – it's driving everybody. That being said, Joe Mixon has um, been touchdown city ever since Joe Burrow's gone down. And, you know, T. Higgins is the one guy I'm like – yeah, I could probably live without him because he hasn't really shown much the entire season. What am I going to you know, expect him to show when I need him the most? And then uh, their tight end position, I believe it's uh, Drew Sample, 
Irv Smith and I think somebody else that I'm missing. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I'm not starting any of them. So that's kind of my breakdown of that. And then Madison, Madison's he's here and there. I mean, I think Ty Chandler is more or less taking this backfield very soon. So I'd probably shift off of any Vikings running back until they figure that out. Yeah, I know Madison, I don't know if Brian brought him up, um, and I know he was banged up. Let's see, he is still <laughs> questionable as well. Um, so, yeah, Ty Chandler, I think, would be the best way to fly on that one. Um, as our boy Cypress Hill um, once said, cock the hammer, it's time for action. There is no way in hell the Minnesota Vikings are bringing a noise to this hot Cincinnati team right now. So we all like Cincinnati and totally agree with you. Love Jake Browning. Um, Got to love the weapons, of course. Joe Mixon has had an uptick, actually, since Jake Browning has come back. Um, and Chase Brown, actually. It's almost like the additions of Chase Brown um, and Jake Browning you thought was going to hurt Joe Mixon. It's actually helped him quite a lot. He's actually been uh, very good in the last couple of weeks. So um, I like it all, quite frankly, on the um, Bengals side. Um, we'll have to see this offense from the Vikings going to have to kind of prove itself a little bit. All right, let's go Steelers at Colts. There's no weather because it's a dome. Steelers lead this series overall. I was surprised to hear this. 27 to 6. They dominate the Colts. They've won eight in a row in this series as well. Last time they played was in 2022. Steelers won 24-17. On this one, the Colts are favored by one and a half. The over-under is 42. Um, Steelers against Fantasy QBs, ninth. Running backs, 25th. Receiver, 17th. And tight ends, 12th. Against uh, Colts, against Fantasy QBs are 10th. Uh, Running backs are 29th. Against receivers, 14th. And tight ends, 20th. So, guys, you like and don't like, who's your winner? Uh, my winner is the Colts, and then I'm gonna say that you know, for the for the Steelers, it's so tough. I hope that Mike Tomlin is not the next coach to go. I really like what he does. I think he's gotten the shit end of the stick because he hasn't picked the next Big Ben, and they didn't have a good plan for it. But I really hope he doesn't get the shit end of the stick. And I know that if he does, if he does get the shaft. Sandy or LA is going to be the first team out there going, Hey, you want to come coach our defense? Cause we need some help. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, three points. Can you, can you narrow that margin for me? And he'll gladly come and help uh, the Spanos family, but onto the game. I'm a big fan of Jalen Warren and it was just validated by Najee Harris, not being there or being, I think it was questionable at this point with a knee injury. I really like Jalen Warren in this game. Um, and then, you know, as far as the receivers go, man, Mitch Trubisky just makes you hate everybody in this this entire lineup. He just does absolutely nothing for me. and He does nothing, even less for his teammates. So I kind of, you know, in such a critical time, I kind of want to just say sit all the receivers. Sit them all and just say the only thing good out of this offense that you can rely on is the running backs. On the other side, I'm okay with starting Pittman. I'm okay with starting um, Zach Moss. I'm okay with starting Gardner Minshew. This team is going to have to score, and this team's got hopes for still winning the division. Very unlikely, but still got hopes for it. And they've got hopes for a wild card. Very more, much more likely than the division. But they're going to need to do what they've been doing all year long, and that's move the ball with Michael Pittman 
and find a way to incorporate the run game. That, for me, sells it. Put Zach Moss, put Michael Pittman in there. Don't bank your playoffs on anybody else. Just leave it at that. If you have to, super flex, Gardner Minshew. Excuse, you have to excuse the silly music reference tonight, but uh, I believe the Colts will keep the beat running with Zach Moss this particular weekend. <clears throat> I like the way that that lines up. I also like uh, concur um, with anyone in this Pittsburgh backfield because this Colts offense or defense, I'm sorry, tracks what exactly what you said. Not very good against the running backs. Okay in the secondary against receivers. So you would like to see um, the Pittsburgh run game get off this week and, of course, hide a little bit of Mitch Trubisky's flaws. Um, and, you know, like you said, Garner Minshew, you got to like Michael Pimmons come, becoming a, a no-brain start every week. Zach Moss, like I mentioned, with the volume this week should be good. Um, so this is going to be a good matchup for sure. Um, let's see here. We got, oh, what is good, Spicy Raider? Um, yes, <clears throat> he did miss you and MIA. That was actually totally my fault. It was a bad weekend up in here for me, so I do apologize. I do. I can't believe we missed you when you were down in MIA. It was hopefully not our last victory down there. Um, Kevin Wilson, there's not a lot to like on the Steelers offense. Professor of Belly Up checking in. Happy holidays to you, my friend. We miss you. Uh, miss you being on the set. We're going to have to bring Kevin in for a, for a Friday breakdown, I think. Um, miss Kev. Five, five and oh, Kev. Five and oh. <laughs> Yucking it up. Um, all right. Well, well, there it is. We got a lone wolf. Greg is all about the Steelers for some strange reason. I know. You like that. I found that. You can adjust. You can adjust the colors on, you know, so that's a cool one. All right, let's get to the last of our Saturday games, the Broncos at the Lions. Again, no weather to worry about. We're in a dome. Broncos lead the overall series 9-5, to five, three in a row for the Broncos. Last game is in 2021. Broncos won 38-10. to 10. Lions are favored by 4.5, and, and the over-under is 47.5. Um, looking at the fantasy matchup, Broncos 22nd against fantasy QBs. Dead last against running backs, um, 12th against receivers, uh, against tight end in the 30th. Lions, 27th um, against QBs, 7th against running backs, 25th against receivers, and 21st against tight ends. All right, give me your winner, and then give me a guy you like and don't like. Yeah, so I think that this game is going to go down to the wire. Uh, two teams that, in my opinion, are first-round and out teams – and the playoffs, um, Detroit, they've been doing really well, but they've kind of, you know, I've been saying fraudulent, and I say it because everybody hyped them up to be bigger than I think they were. I think they had never really seen where they were. You know, they'd never been to this place, and they're kind of showing it. It's really showing, you know, this is not a team that anybody's going to fear in the playoffs, at least not on defense, that's for sure. Um, but that being said, I'm going to go with Derek or David Montgomery, uh, Jameer Gibbs. Either one of those guys you should be happy with. You're playing the worst defense in the league against running backs. You should be very happy with those two studs because they have mixed them in perfectly. That is the one thing about this game, about this Lions team that I really do love is that they have balanced out the run game perfectly. And then, yes, exactly. 
That's exactly what I was going to say. The defense against quarterback in particular has been very skewed by the fact that Tua took them to the woodshed and beat them like a scalded dog. Um, so, you know, this team has kind of been picking up the pace on defense. That's why I don't like Jared Goff in this matchup. You know, Jared Goff is very flaky. He shows up and he doesn't show up. Now, this is a dome game, so I will give him a little bit more leeway, but I still don't like him as a top 12 quarterback. You know. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Flaky. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, like, he shows up and he doesn't show up. He's like that friend that you're, like, really cool with, and you're like, oh, man, I want him to hang out with me all the time. And he's just like – Oh no, my girlfriend's actually sick today, so I can't. Uh, I know bro, that doesn't affect you. <laughs> <laughs> we, I call him cornflake, is what I end up calling him. But yeah, there you go. I like that. I like that. As far as the rest of the guys, let me wrap this up. I'm gonna go with Amon Ross, St. Brown, Sam Laporta all day long. Those guys are just must starts. On the Broncos side, I trust. I do regret saying this, but I will say it. I trust Russ. I trust Russ because the dome game is not going to be no elements. And he's playing some of the best football he's played since the Seattle days. Definitely the best football he's played in the Denver days, for sure. Uh, running game, Javante Williams is a nice flex. The receivers, Cortland Sutton is the only one that I think is worth a damn as far as going out there and just hail marrying it for a touchdown. If you have better options, I'd put him in. I don't really want a lot of these options. And it's not because, you know, you're saying, Justin, somebody's got to score, right? Because you're saying Russ is going to be good. I don't know if I want to play the pick'em game. You know what I mean? You know what, you know what I mean, Coop? Like, do I really want to be like, oh, you know what? This could be Jerry Judy's week, and then it's Cortland Sutton's week. Like, uh, I don't know guarantees in the playoffs. There's no guarantees in fantasy football, but I want the percentage to be higher on you to score. It's like 50-50 with both these guys. Yeah, and if you're all the way at this point, like you said, you want to put <laughs> the guarantees in. You don't want to be worried about, oh, man, I put all of all points sitting on my bench. Um, by the way, from our Sunday show, go ahead and get your uh, – get a nice, uh, I guess, breath in because you're about to howl it up, my friend. Oh, in this particular matchup. The only one of us going with the Broncos. Yeah, I got like the Lions in this. I think that they're, this is when that run game, I think, really just going to get off, um, put the pressure off golf. We were just talking about that a minute ago with uh, the Steelers, but I think this more applies, uh, more applicable for the Lions. I know the Broncos' numbers are askew, but you're dead last against running backs for a reason. Um, you know, you haven't been caught up. And I know A-Chan and I know Mostert ran all over your ass too. We ran and pass all over you. Um, but, you know, you should have at least been able to offset that a little more this year. So I like to see uh, Montgomery, um, Gibbs, like see a big game from there. Obviously, I'm on, you know, it, he is what he is. Um, and, of course, you got like Laporta on the other side. Yeah, I think Russ can cook in this game. I think this will be a nice little fantasy game for those that got some vested interest in it, like you said, down to the wire. But, again, Detroit at home, needing this W. I'm going with the Lions. Let them hear more. All right, well, for the first time in a while, 
<laughs> he isn't embarrassing us Wilsons anymore. Gotta love it. All right, Professor. All right, so um, listen, it's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. I'm back to this music reference because DJ Chuck Bass is in the house tonight. Get your dancing shoes on. He's playing the fantasy hits. What's up? It's me, your boy, DJ Chuck Bass. We're back at it again. Welcome to Playing the Hits. The war on fantasy Christmas continues as false prophets and pagan gods that are like half goat or some shit are coming out of the woodwork to condemn you to a first round exit. Let's break down what I'm calling the three lies men on the week 15 countdown. Leading us off is Ezekiel Elliott. Patriots running back. Look, I know you probably don't have any better options, but temper those expectations. Zeke's meager rushing work was bailed out by some lackluster pass defense via the Steelers. The Chiefs will not make that same mistake in a must-win game for Kansas City. Now, coming up at number two. The middle track of this week's countdown is Browns wide receiver Amari Cooper. Last week, 14 targets only translated to seven receptions against a bottom two passing secondary in the Jacksonville Jaguars. He now gets the red hot bears that rank as the second best defense across the entire NFL since week 10. Now, coming in at number one on this week's playing the hits countdown is Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. This is a wild one because due to injuries, Kyler has actually only played five games against the 49ers in his career. So we don't have a lot of sample size against this matchup. However, this is pretty handedly the offense in the NFL right now. So keep those expectations lower than a noon visit to a strip club. Now, go kick some ass this week. I'm Chuck Bass, and that's playing the hits. Understand me? Nice. Yeah, I got the TSS and the Run DMC, boy. Watch out. Got to love it. All right, let's get back to that breakdown. Um, I was so proud of myself for doing that today. I was like, cool. I put the TSS and the Run DMC video. I mean, this is like nostalgic with my new stuff. This is great. Anyway, get back to the breakdown. I think this is your, as you call it, go get a beer, go take the wife to a movie at Falcons at Panthers. Um, Falcons against fantasy QBs are 24th. Running backs are 6th against receivers are 4th. Tight ends are 18th. Panthers, uh, surprisingly, pretty strong D. 4th against QBs. 30th, though, against running backs. Of course, they're bugaboo. Um, receivers are 8th, and against tight ends, they're 7th. What say you, my friend? Give me some guys you like and don't like. We're not doing winners that Sunday, just a reminder. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. So this is our, um, what is it, our Bud Light sponsor of the, the week right here. <laughs> our go get a beer. Uh, she's, I mean, you know, you got to you gotta like B. John Robinson in this game. I, I think that's pretty clear. Carolina is bad at going against the run game. And, you know, I don't know if that's because nobody wants to pass on them because they're just like, oh, it's just too easy. Just hand off the ball and run on these guys. But they're just terrible. So, B. John's a perfect 
play for this one. I I can't. I've been trying to. Jason knows I've been trying to root for the Panthers. I can't anymore. I can't do it to myself. I get myself so hyped up thinking this is the week that Bryce Young goes off. I just can't do it to myself, Jay. So I'm going to say sit every Panther except for one. That's Adam Thielen. Because no matter what, Bryce Young throws for 150 yards, three interceptions. Adam Thielen is going to catch 70 or 70 yards on seven catches, 14 points. That's going to be looking great on your flex. Just say Chuba's been playing a little bit nice too. I don't really mind him in this matchup. We're going to talk this a little more on Sunday, but you're going to be surprised. Might have picked a little upset right here. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've, uh, I've seen it. He's already yeah, here. You're, 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 it's supposed to be a surprise. You're, you're trying. <laughs> yeah, well, you you hinted at the upset. I didn't say who it was. <laughs> <laughs> Some crazy fucking people up in here uh, trying to lone wolf this stuff. Anyways, lone panther this shit. But anyways, on the other side, I. And do I like Ritter? Do I like Ritter? Do I like Ritter? His earlier game doesn't indicate that I like him, but the past couple games, he's hit 300 a couple times. So who knows against Carolina? That's my iffy right there. I'm like, oh, 50 50. Um, then Drake London, 1000% put him in. And then Kyle Pitts, sit him on the sideline. I don't want to see him. I'm sorry. I can't trust Kyle Pitts. All righty. I'm with you on that. Um, I am totally against those starting anything with that Atlanta offense, but, and not only because um, it is Desmond Ritter. I mean, the offense, you know, of course, uh, passing offense sputters with him. You're right. He has been, had a couple of good games, but this uh, I just mentioned it a minute ago, this Carolina D has been sneakily good, um, especially against passing offenses. Like I said, they are fourth against fantasy QBs for a reason. That ain't the Q. That's not the QB I want going against a team that's fourth against fantasy QBs, quite frankly. Um, all right. Bears at Browns. Bears 18th against QBs, 20th against running backs, 13th against receivers, and 23rd against tight ends. The Brownies, fifth against QBs, 12th against running backs, number two against receivers, and fifth against tight ends. So the real question is. Are you starting Justin Fields and with confidence in this matchup? Yes, a thousand percent. Thousand percent starting Justin Fields, DJ Moore, even though I know he has the questionable tag right now. And that's pretty much where it ends. Because I ain't starting anybody else on that one. I know that the running back position has given the Browns fits all year long, but the Bears don't even know who's going to be their head running back each week. So I'm finito on that. Going to leave it on the sidelines um, and just call it at that. On the Brown side, though, give me some Joe Flacco. Give me some Jerome Ford. Hell, give me some Elijah Moore and give me a whole Christmas stocking full of DJ or David and Joku touchdowns. Let's go. I love this matchup. I love what it's going to be um, do what's going to do for the uh, Brownies. And I hope they get in the playoffs. Uh, only thing I just want to add to that is the bears defense actually been sneaky fucking good themselves. 
Um, I think they're number two or number one since a certain week. I don't remember the exact. Yeah, since Montez Sweat got there, they've been pretty damn good. Whenever the hell, all of a sudden, this defense has perked up quite a bit. So just something to look out for um, going forward in this matchup. Now, as you said, though, Joe Flacco uh, been the return of the Mac, quite frankly. So uh, good job for Mr. Joe. And yeah, I concur. I like Amari Cooper as well. All right, let's go. Bucks at Packers. Uh, Bucks against fantasy QBs are 28th, running backs 10th, receivers 29th, and 28th against tight ends. Packers 8th against QBs, 24th against running backs, 6th against receivers, and 16th against tight ends. What say you guys like and don't like? Um, I'm going to say I don't like Jordan Love this week. And, you know, maybe Aaron Jones gets on the field. Maybe he doesn't. But this team is kind of defeated right now as far as the receiver position goes. They just had Christian Watson doubtful. Uh, Dontavian Wicks, I think, is questionable. And, you know, the rest of their whole wide receiver core is questionable, in my opinion, as far as talent goes. On the Bucks side, uh, I like Baker. I like Baker this week. I think the Packers defense has been good, but I think Baker is willing his way into a starting job next year with Tampa. He's doing a great job of doing it. Rashad White has also been on fire. He's been one of the guys that's really kicked it up and has helped the Bucs get back into first place in the South. And then Mike Evans for me. Godwin can sit on the sideline until he proves something, and no Kate Otten for me in this game. I don't think he's going to do very well. Yeah, um, you know, the strength, um, I guess, really, I don't know if it's really a strength, but with, if Aaron Jones is healthy and A.J. Dillon's healthy, I would think the strength of this Packers offense would be through their run game, um, and that's really what um, the Bucks do best, and they got both these running backs banged up. Um, so it's, you know, again, it's going to be really interesting, but this secondary, um, has been able to get God as well. So I think Jordan love may have a decent day, but one guy will bring up and, you know, I keep having to bring him up. He was questionable. Um, but I also, I put him in my NFL or excuse me, my ultimate DFS roster every week. Jaden Reed, um, is kind of the ultimate utility guy in the Packers. If you don't have any stock in him, you're, I don't know what you're doing, you better wake going up. Uh, he's been really good weapon without Christian Watson going to be another good week for him as well. All right, let's go Jets at America's team. The Miami Dolphins Jets against fantasy QBs are third running backs, 23rd receivers, numero uno, 24th against tight ends. Dolphins 19th against QBs, 16th against running backs, 19th against receivers and 17th against tight ends. I'm finally feeling a little bit better after that last week's debacle um let's go on to this week give me guys you like and don't like well Tyreek Hill if he plays for sure uh two of Tyreek plays Jalen Waddle if Tyreek plays and none of those guys if Tyreek does not play because <laughs> uh that's kind of what we saw last week we saw that the key to this offense is Tyreek Hill can I say something really quick? I just want to say something really quick. Sorry. Yeah, of course, of course. Just from being in that stadium, I want to say one thing. I got to say, it's been a long time since someone has inflicted that much energy in that Dolphin Stadium. When Tyree came back into that game, Justin, I have not felt that feeling of – 
the feverish like i mean it was i couldn't i was shocked bro i i got on my feet and was like oh my god i'm not cheering loud enough i mean because it was rabid it was great mvp i mean everybody's going shit i mean i started i mean it was crazy so um man tyreek hill bro you the man um and yeah you're right it it's definitely but i think that's um unfortunate um, you know, Mike McDaniels has failed a little bit in that sense where I feel like this offense has got a little stagnant. If you go back um, week by week and seen this defense is really what's been keeping this uh, this uh, team into these games, um, making the big plays, always Van Ginkle with interception. There's always this timely pick to the house. Um, look at their fantasy numbers. That's because they're creating turnovers and they're scoring points. This offense has sputtered. Mike McDaniels has got to switch this up a little bit do some different things instead of showing the same look. Cause I like, like I said, I think it's just gotten a little stale quite frankly. So that's just, just my opinion anyway. No, so, yeah, that's a hundred percent correct. I mean, you know, he runs so much motion, like he has so much going on, but it's, it's more like surface, like dressing to it because it's like when it comes down to it, when they lost Tyreek, not only my fantasy team went, Oh shit. But I think everybody in fucking Dolphin land went, oh, shit, because it's like the Bills just won a game. The Bills are starting to look at it. And you don't need this sputtering. You don't need the engine stalling right now. You need it going full blast. You need to kick this thing into fucking fourth gear. And you can't have, you know, your guy, the guy is your offense, go down. So, like I said, if those guys, if he plays, those guys start – if he doesn't, you might want to consider other options because Tua has historically had a bad time against the secondary. Last time he played him, two interceptions. What was the difference in that? Tyreek Hill also had 100 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, and then obviously Javon Harland took a touchdown to the house, 99-yard interception. Like you said, the defense played out of its mind. On the Jets' side, are we starting Zach Wilson? Probably not. But if he's your last option, I wouldn't feel bad about it because he had 300 yards last week. He's saying he's playing carelessly, and it worked out for him. Keep doing it, kid. Don't put that monkey on your back. Just fucking go out there and sling the ball around like you, like you, they thought you could when you were in the draft process. Garrett Wilson is a must-start because he's the only one that can actually catch Zach Wilson's passes. And Brees Hall is also a must-start because he is the only one that week to week is the most explosive person on this offense, can literally go from zero to 100, and can literally put a touchdown on the board from absolutely nothing. You got to I'll just say uh, this real quick. Um, I'll, I'll speak very quickly for Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard when I say, please feel – um, you can feel feel all you free as you want to, Zach, when you come down here. Play free. Make those mistakes. We're waiting for them. All right, let's go to the next one. The Giants at the Saints. Giants against fantasy QBs are 12th. Running backs 27th, 28th against receivers, and 6th versus tight ends. Saints 11th versus QBs, 13th versus running backs, 5th versus receivers, and 20th. Second versus tight ends. Guys, you like and don't like? Uh, Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara, and Saquon Barkley. And that's it. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'll throw out one more for you. Wandale Robinson, because I think that he has something there. 
I just question his health week to week. He always has a breakout game, then he's injured in the next game. So that's the one question I got from him. But he did great last week. I think he can continue this week against the Saints. Chris Olave, I, I think, does okay in this game as well. This secondary for the Giants is not very good. Um, so, you know, he hasn't other- really shown up. That's my biggest problem is he's played yeah. bad secondaries before, and he's just not shown up. Like, is it Derek Carr or is it him? That's the big question, though, I guess. Well, but, man, you got to switch that up then. <laughs> we, go, we, go, we do. I hear you on that. All right, well, let's, let's move on. Texans at the Titans. Um, Texans against fantasy QBs are 20th against running backs, 18th receivers, 15th, 25th against tight ends, Titans, 13th against QBs, 15th against running backs, 24th against receivers and third versus tight end without, without CJ Stroud. Um, this is a game I definitely don't want to watch neither. Uh, but what do you say guys you like and don't like, uh, will Levis, Derek Henry and Deandre Hopkins throwing maybe a little chig. If you're feeling lucky, if you're feeling froggy. And I have to eat my words. Chris Olave has had double digits in the last five games, so he has been doing okay. I just was too consumed with the first uh, 10 that he was doing shitty in. But, um, yeah, and then on the Texan side, man, you just there's nothing to like there. One long shot for your DFS lineups is Xavier Hutchinson. He's going to be a wide receiver there, maybe some John Mechie the third. But those are kind of long shot guys if you're looking, if you're sparse on cash and you need somebody to fill in a spot. This is the Noah Brown week because I think you you spotted him out last week and he got nothing. This is going to buoy keep bounces back. I, think. I don't think he's a one. I don't think he can take that responsibility. He might. I mean, he might not need to. You know what I mean? I mean, who knows? Who knows? All right, let's no, go. Yeah, Chiefs, right. Chiefs at Patriots. Um, man, I could take a nap in this one because I could tell how this is going to go. Um, against fantasy QBs, the Chiefs are 16th. Running backs are 14th. Receivers 11. Tight ends are fourth. Cheat or excuse me, Patriots sixth against QBs, 11th versus running backs, 18th versus receivers, and second against tight ends. So, guys, you like and don't like. So, I'm gonna say this I bet New England covers the spread. I bet New England covers the no, spread. No, I agree. That's that's why I said I think this is gonna be when I say when I said that, I didn't mean because Chiefs are gonna beat them down, I just meant because I think this game's gonna be like six to nine or something ridiculous like it's just, i feel like the chiefs offense is sputtered enough that bill belichick with this defense you know he dials it up um you know especially against the chiefs i think that they both obviously in this off the patriots offense is garbage so that i just see both defenses eating in this one but go ahead so as of uh today the spread is eight and a half i think that the i think this is going to be an entertaining game i i don't know if it's going to be uh as you know, bad as scoring wise as that. I think that the Chiefs will definitely find some sort of a rhythm. But I think what they're going to be surprised is that Bailey Zappi is going to play with the same gusto that Zach Wilson does. And they'll find a little bit of a rhythm themselves. This Chiefs team is looking more and more mediocre every single week. And that little temper tantrum meltdown that Patrick Mahomes had on the sideline just kind of is indicative of where the culture is kind of going there. They're kind of in this realm where they're like, we're the Super Bowl champions. We're the best in the world. Nobody can beat us. And they're just letting everybody else get better. And now it's like the level playing field has come and hit them straight in the face. And they're like, well, why are we getting the penalty calls? And it's just like, dude, people don't get penalty calls all the time. Like, it happens. Like, 
what are you going to do? And then you're going to call out a ref for calling the correct penalty. It's it's just it's very indicative of what's going on there. And I think that, you know, it's kind of showing that they're probably not going to be the threat that everybody thinks they're going to be in the playoffs. No, I think, like you said, the chinks the, and the armor showing um, take out the word offsides on the offense, which I agree is not usually called that much. Insert the word illegal formation, Patrick, and that voila, there's your freaking penalty. Move on, bro. Um, all righty. Well, listen, we've we've gone over the one o'clock games. Um, and real quick in that one, too, um, no Ramondre Stevenson. So you should see a good portion of Zeke again. Um, you know, again, we'll what does that amount to <clears throat> in this offense? I don't know, but they seem to feed him a lot, which again, volume is king in fantasy. So um, I would don't mind to see a Zeke start in this one. Um, all right, we've given you some starters on our one o'clock games, but now it's time to roll up our sleeves and flex on up and give you some flex starts of the week from our boy Bandy and the Fourth and Flex podcast. Check it out. Welcome back to Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. It's the fantasy playoffs, baby. Playoffs? That means it's time for another episode of Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. Playoff edition. Let's hop right into it, man. Coming up first is a guy who's likely to score you a lot of points this week in your flex position. And if you haven't guessed already, it's Isaiah Likely. Really came on his own last week, man. I think he's going to keep it going this week. With a great matchup. Moving on to the next guy on our list. A guy who's been in the top 10 of wide receivers for most of the year, but really took a dip towards the end of the season. That's Adam Thielen. I really think Adam Thielen's going to show up for you in the playoffs against Atlanta, a team that they are very, very familiar with. Moving on to the next guy on my list. This guy's been cooking. And he's cooking Christmas dinner. I'm talking about Brandon Cooks. A guy that we thought was going to do big things. Really didn't happen till the end of the season. And I think he can help you in the fantasy playoffs this week. Guys, for more fantasy football advice and all kinds of fun stuff, check out 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Good luck in the playoffs. Thank you. I've been working on. Thanks to our boy Bandy in the Fourth and Flex podcast. We appreciate you. Sound like I got an echo. Sorry. I don't know if that worked. All right, let's move on to the next matchup. I muted you, Justin, just to see if that helped, and it did. All right, let's go to the four o'clock matchups. 49ers at the Cardinals. I'll do this quick so Justin can lay the smack it down on this one. 49ers, second against QBs, number one against running backs, 21st against receivers, first against tight ends. Cardinals, 26 against QBs, 31st against running backs, 22nd against receivers, and eighth versus tight ends. Justin, lay the smack it down on who you like and don't like. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I unmuted myself. Don't worry. Um, so I like Kyler Murray in this game. Kyler Murray gives the 49ers fits every time he plays them. 
Um, that being said, Trey McBride usually should be a bad matchup for the 49ers because they're so good against the tight end. I don't think that's going to be the case. He's more of a moving slot receiver and a blocking slot receiver. He has a little bit of element of Travis Kelsey to him. He's, the, he's just an uber-talented tight end. I'm gloating over the wrong team at this point. Um, I, Hollywood Brown, I don't know what to make of him. He's so good, but he just hasn't been good with Kyler so far, so it's been a little off. I don't know if this is the game to do it, but if you're willing to take a chance, 49ers are missing people in the secondary. They're going to be missing a lot on defense. It's going to be a high-scoring game, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is also a week for James Conner. So what I'm trying to tell you is start everyone you have from this game and just say, fuck it, throw it against the wall because there's a good chance that this game goes down to the wire and it's a field goal kick for the win. Uh, would not be Christian McCaffrey, 100%. Debo Samuel, 100%. Brandon Ayuk, 100%. George Kittle, 100%. And Brock Purdy, 1,000%. Um, you'll see I actually agree with you. Um, and I think this game is a little closer um, than people expect. And I do. I think in my ultimate DFS paid a little homage to that. So we'll see. All right, let's go. Commanders at the Rams. Um, commanders, they are impressively dead last against fantasy quarterbacks, uh, 22nd against running backs, 31st against receivers, which tracks, and 14th against tight ends. The Rams, 25th against fantasy running backs, 9th, or excuse me, quarterbacks, 9th against running backs, 16th against receivers, and 31st against tight ends. So, guys, you like and don't like, sir? Uh, off of a bye week, I like Sam Howell. And you know, I think that they'll get this straight. Uh, they're not going to win this game, in my opinion, but I think that it's going to be one of those classic Washington. We came out and gave it our best shot, and fantasy players loved us for a game. Uh, that's right. That's right. Start your Terry McLarens. Um, I don't think that Brian Robinson is suiting up for this game. That does not mean I will put Antonio Gibson in. I do not think he is an effective running back. Um, but I will say this. Chris or Curtis Samuel, that's a good play. That's a rock solid play right there. Every time he's in, he is getting double digits. On the other side, it's simple. Start your Rams. Start your Stafford. Start your Kyron Williams. Start your uh, Cooper Cup. Start your Puka Nakua's. Done. You've done it. Guess what? You've made it this far. You're gonna make it to the next round if you got a lot of Rams on your team. Yeah, uh, this is the week to play them. Uh, that commander's defense definitely struggle. I like the Sam Howell off the bye. I wasn't even considering that. I like that a lot. But I disagree a little with the Antonio Gibson. Only when we say, of course, when, when we're dealing with PPR, um, just because he does get a little, little dump-offs. Um, so now if he's in there full-time without Brian Robinson, getting the bulk load of the carries and those little dump-offs could amount to a good day for him. Um, so I, I wouldn't say sit him necessarily if there's no Brian Robinson. All right, let's go to Cowboys at the Bills. Cowboys against fantasy QBs. They're 17th, running backs fourth, receivers ninth, and tight end 19th. Bills 14th against QBs, 19th against running backs, 10th against receivers, and 10th against tight ends. Really excited about this one. What do you think, guys, you like and don't like? 
So I'm really excited about this game too. I'm excited because I think Josh Allen's going to do great, but I think Dak's going to be pedestrian. And what they're calling for in this game right now is rain, 17-mile-an-hour wind, and 50 degrees at a high. It's going to be miserable on that field. And I don't think, me personally, I don't think Dak's built for miserable weather. Um, but, you know, we're going to find out. And that's why I love the NFL. We're going to find out. So Dak's an okay play. I don't think he's got the upside that he's shown you in the past. Pollard and Rico Dowdle. Rico Dowdle in particular has been taking a lot of carries. And starting to look like, hey, man, where are you going with those touchdowns? Those should be going to Tony Pollard. So if you're really in a pinch and you find yourself with Rico Dowdle on your team, go ahead, slide him in. It seems like it's the type of game for him to go off and get a two-touchdown game. Tony Pollard, I'm not going to sit him. I think he's a great player. I think he's going to have himself a good day as well. Uh, this could be um, a Jake Ferguson type of game. And, you know, C.D. Lamb, you, you unfortunately can't hold him out. I would not put money behind Brandon Cooks in this game. You got a wet, slippery ball, and you got 17-mile-an-hour wins. Does not bode well for a deep threat. Um, and then on the other side, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, James Cook. Love me some James Cook today or Sunday. And then, you know, Gabe Davis. I'm going to give you the same treatment I gave Brandon Cooks. Nobody likes a deep threat in, deep, in rainy, windy games. Just doesn't work out. I know Josh Allen could cut literally that ball through anything. He can cut it through steel, but something tells me it's just not going to be a Gabe Davis day. Absolutely. Well, it is. He is big game Gabe, but you know that's that's going to be a big challenge for him uh, if the weather conditions hold. Um, Super C and B challengers numero uno. Thank you, my brother, for. Uh, putting in the question do us a favor subscribe like but you are now entered in and and professor kevin i forgot to mention as well we have the jester sack giveaway december 24th so you are now entered what is sack now entered to win we got a few great prizes in there um so let's go to this question here um listen I, we were just talking about this, so I like um, D- uh, David Montgomery for me would be the running back here. And if we're going to get into this matchup now with the Jags and the Ravens, but I like Zay Flowers actually over um, Zeke. I just, again, going to the Patriots offense, not really sure what to trust. The Jags secondary is pretty damn weak, quite frankly. Um, and we had talked earlier about the Lions matchup, how the Broncos are dead last. Um, against fantasy running back so to me that's an easy one with Monty um, but you know again I would be questioned on the flex I say go Zay what do you say do you like uh, Zay or and you like Monty or what do you, what do you got something yeah, else no, that was that was my combo too I don't think you can go wrong with Monty and either one of these guys yeah. I think Elliot has his upside because he's gonna get the volume and I think Zay has his upside because in a PPR league he's just gonna be a beast so I think you're gonna you're gonna have a good day with either one of these options plus Monty. So uh Professor's got a question as well here. So he's he loves Ferguson. He's got Hawkinson though. <laughs> so who would you play uh in this one? Interesting though, because Nick Mullins in at QB, unfortunately, it's like one of those things where it's like, how do you really analyze 
you know, what this guy's going to do. Um, you know, he might not be one of those guys that looks for the tight end, although you would think he would lean on the big, easy target. That would be my inclination. Um, so I would say right, Hawkinson. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, Kev, I, I've been talking about this all year long. I have found uh, that playing two tight ends has not been a bad strategy for most of my season. So if you're in doubt on any of your flexes, I just plug the other one in because they both seem like they're going to be money this week. Yeah, I like that too. They do seem like they both be money this week. Um, you know, especially if the weather's like that, Dak's going to look for those shorter intermittent routes. So I like that a lot. All right, let's get on to, I got to scroll on down because I went all the way back up because those are where my notes are at. Uh, the Ravens at the Jaguars. Uh, we're just talking about getting into this one. So the Ravens against fantasy QBs, they are numero uno. Running backs fifth, receivers third, and against tight ends, they are ninth. Jags uh, against fantasy QBs, they are 30th. Uh, against running backs, they're eighth. Receivers 27th. Tight ends are 29th. What say you in this one, guys? You like and don't like? Oh, uh, so I'm going with Lamar Jackson, Isaiah Ooh. Likely, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, and Keaton Mitchell. Come on, Keaton Mitchell. The little engine that could, I think he. Each week he's kind of proven a little bit more, a little bit more. I think this is the week you just unleash the beast. Just let him go and let him go eat against this Jaguars defense. Um, and then on the other side, Jags, man, it's it's so tough because it's like Trevor Lawrence, he's a stud. But the ankle injury obviously showed last week. He threw three interceptions. Didn't have a terrible game, but golly, if he didn't have those three interceptions, it'd be a lot better. Um, you know, so, you know, I'm going to start Trevor Lawrence, but temper back the expectations. And if you got somebody else in a single QB league, maybe evaluate your options there. Uh, as far as the running back goes, I don't think ETN does very much against this Ravens defense. It's a very stout defense, tough, uh, to run on. And then, you know, the wide receivers, Evan Ingram for sure is a, is a play. Evan Ingram is just – he's one of those guys, like I was talking about with McBride, he's just such a free-roaming stud over wide receiver slash tight end that you got to put him in there. But as far as the real, real wide receivers, you know, it's going to be – you know, Baltimore's been getting got sometimes. You know, last week they got got by the Rams. And, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with – I'm going to say just put Calvin Ridley in. It's the playoffs. You need your studs to perform. If he doesn't perform, don't draft him next year. So this game could be tampered a little bit due to weather. Um, looking at it, it says slight chance of rain, but winds up to 21 miles an hour. So that would definitely mess um, up with these passers and pass catchers. So um, we'll see how this plays out. I know uh, being you gotta down. You got to give me the weather report before all of it. <laughs> no, it's okay, though, because the the reason they're saying this, uh, the, and I don't know how true this is, what I, I, because I was looking at the weather only because we're going down to the game Sunday, and there's this weird tropical storm thing blowing through Florida, um, and because I'm flying Sunday. So I was like, well, uh, you know, I don't necessarily want to fly on Sunday. As I'm but it's it. every weather report has it blown out of here by like Sunday afternoon or Sunday, you know, even Sunday morning. 
So I'm not sure why um, it's showing the winds that high, quite frankly, in Jacksonville. So we're going to have to dive in a little more to that on Sunday and see how accurate that is. Um, Because that really does make a difference in this matchup, too, especially for Lamar. Although you expect him um, to just make it up on the ground, obviously. But Trevor's going to have trouble doing that. Um, with that ankle. So, all right, we'll, we'll check it out on Sunday. We'll talk a little bit more about it. Let's go finish things up with the Eagles at the Seahawks uh, for the Monday nighter Eagles against fantasy QBs. They are 31st running backs. They are third and against receivers. They are dead last 32nd in the league. Um, tight ends 27th um, Seahawks, not so much uh, better on defense. 23rd against QBs, 28th against running backs, 26th against receivers. Um, they are 15th against tight end for what that worth. What do you say, my friend, guys you like and don't like? Oh, I think it's going to be a fantasy bonanza game. I think we're looking at, you know, pending whether Geno Smith starts. If he does, I think it'll look a lot like the Dallas game did, where it's like literally 70 points getting put up. But – you know, Drew Locke wasn't bad either last week. I just don't know how I feel about starting him as a fantasy quarterback. Um, but uh, so as of right now, I would put Jalen Hurts in. I would put DeAndre Swift in. Both the, I would put every eagle on. I'm just going to leave it at that. I would put every eagle in. On the other side, Seahawks, you know, it's hard to say Kenneth Walker sit him at this point. I would say that just because of the Eagles front, but you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say you know don't play this guy because he's been he's been money for you all year long. So that's just my personal opinion. You know, I I would sit him, but if you don't want to sit him, I completely understand. And then as far as the wide receivers go, put DK Metcalf in. Tyler Lockett's been just kind of a no show for these past couple weeks. You know, he comes in for an important catch here or there, but it doesn't really show up as far as your fantasy points. So put in DK Metcalf. I think he's going to own big play Slay. Darius Slay's just been, he's not been himself. I don't know if it's the age, whatever's going on there, but he's just been getting owned week after week after week. I think DK Metcalf is still mad from a suplex from Fred Warner last week that he's going to put it on Darius Slay. Well, I think um, this I this matchup, like you said, uh, <laughs> don't do lock, but start DK and lock it. He said, "Don't overthink it. Lock it, though." I think that's something to like. Justin, I, said. I think I'd rather start JSN at this point than lock it. Yeah, that's that's a good point because I I'm as a lock it owner in what the the one league I did horrible in um, because I I think I picked like every guy that underachieved on that team. Um, like Ramondre Stevenson is my running back, you know, it's just, like, it's just fucking one thing after another on that one. Um, but yeah, so Tyler Lockett seems to be that guy is just kind of, I hate to say, but it's almost time to head up the pastor at this point. Um, just not having that great season for him, quite frankly. Um, all right, well, listen, it's Friday night and, uh, you know how we like to close out our show on Fridays, right? Our girl Nikki is in. She's got some Friday night fantasies she wants to share with you. Um, but it's in it's in the Christmas holiday spirit. So let's check out Nikki's Friday night fantasies. What's up, everybody? It's Nikki from the Blonde Blitz. And here are my week 15 fantasy loves. Are you enjoying the view? 
This week, I am infatuated with Cooper Cup, who's back oh. and looking mighty fine and mighty healthy. Now that Matt Stafford is playing some of the best ball of the season, Cooper Cup is a must start, especially against the Washington Commanders, who have allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers this season. I love you. I love you. I love you. I am infatuated with Isaiah Likely. He oh. may not be Mark Andrews, but he's the next best thing in Baltimore. And he's got a ceiling of about 19 fantasy points. The Ravens are facing the Jags this week, so I expect a high-scoring game. And it is likely that Isaiah will play a dominant role in the Ravens' passing attack. I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it. Honey, uh, not now. Uh, can you please go back to the, uh, to the pit? I'll come visit you in a little while, okay? I didn't know you had elves working here. I am in love with Jordan Love this week. Oh. That worked out nicely, didn't it? I know he came back down to earth on Monday Night Football against my New York Giants, but Love has been running red hot for the past four weeks. And he's going up against a Tampa Bay team that's allowed the fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. I love this matchup for Jordan Love, and you should too. I really wanted to see you, and, and I think you're beautiful, and I... Um, feel really warm when I am around you and um, my tongue swells up. That's it for week 15, everybody. Good luck, and I will see you in week 16. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold Thank you, Nikki. We appreciate you. Um, Kevin says he's with me on Stevenson. He was his first RB in one league and didn't work out. Yeah, man, I had him. I had Chubb, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Fuck. It was just that kind of year with that team. Luckily, somehow, some way, I saved myself and not been the toilet bowl. Thank God. Um, and in one league, it's so funny, um, Justin, I want to bring up in the other league, it's the exact opposite. I have the bye this week and man, I wish I didn't. Cause this is the week I would love to play Jalen hurts against, um, you know, in this matchup. Cause man, I think, you know, I think these Eagles are going to eat actually, cause you know, they need to get back into the groove of winning. I think that's exactly what we're going to get this coming up Monday night. But we'll check it out. All right. Well, we'll again, it's a busy week for you. You're in the playoffs. Thanks for sticking with us. We will see you on Sunday. Wake up with us at 8 a.m. We're going to have lots of good picks to go over. Um, the Jester and I actually will be heading down to Miami for the big matchup. So later on in the day, I'm sure we'll have a few good shorts to put out there as well. Wake up with us. We'll have Ariel here. She'll give you some great picks. Hopefully it'll fatten your stacks a little bit. And we'll give you our picks of the week and uh, some other good stuff as well. So we'll check you out on Sunday. We appreciate you. Good luck. And we are out.